is a Denver native born of Denver natives. A former Denver chief deputy district attorney, he is now an active Colorado trial lawyer. Bright, independent, and full of fun, he has been part of the media for decades. This is The Craig Silverman Show. What a world, what a life, what a day. Saturday, December 26, 2020. I hope you had a beautiful Christmas. The holiday season goes on during this pandemic era. As luck would have it, I wrote holiday songs for a pandemic era. I did not write the music. I'm not a musician. I'm not a singer, but I attempt singing my songbook as published in my column in the Colorado Sun. But for real music on this holiday special, Dave Gunders, my troubadour, he sings Jolly Old Joe Biden, sir, to the tune of Jolly Old St. Nicholas. One of the songs I wrote, and you will hear his talent. And throughout this show, we're going to play the 4th of July. That's when we had our initial show. The goal was to get Joe Biden elected, and he was, but he's not yet inaugurated, so we will be back. It's amazing, the songs that Dave Gunders writes, performs, and we talk about them every week. And I have a lot of people say that's their favorite segment. But then this week, if you stay tuned, you are going to hear me sing, and I can barely talk. But I like singing. I like music. And who better to perform the words and lyrics I wrote? Some of them did not make my Colorado Sun column for obvious reasons. So if you stick around till the very end, you will hear those songs, like one that begins, Trump nuts roasting on an open fire. And then it goes from there. Dave Gunders gets us kicked off by singing one of the songs that is in my Colorado Sun column. It's been an amazing week with Donald Trump living up to all my expectations, as embodied in my songs and my dialogue with amazing guests throughout this terrible year of 2020. But let's hope for better things in 2021. Some of my songs are about a vaccine and the hopefulness of Joe Biden and a new administration. What puts a smile on my face every week is my friend, my neighbor, our troubadour, Dave Gunders. Jolly old Joe Biden, sir, lean your ear this way. Don't you tell a single soul what I'm gonna say Christmas Eve is coming soon Now you dear old man Whisper that you'll calm things down Tell us that you can Janet, Pete and Kamala Help you and Dr. Jill Repel our many enemies Restore this nation's will Live together peacefully As we have done before Save us from internal strife and keep us out of war. Pandemic 
days must surely pass But next we all see spring You tell us Joe will all be fine Unity is what you bring and These give us hope for better days To be the best of men Let America shine bright once more Return to where we've been Exceptional is what we were We must attain it once more Let's be rid of Donald Trump And get up off the floor I'll be home for Christmas. Where else would I be? I'm ordered in by policemen and Governor Jared P. Christmas Eve will find me home and quarantined. Cabo and Miami are only in my dreams. We pointees of Donald Trump are with legal gifts that's taken us far to rule for taxes did not perplex us. Not even Scalia would smoke that cigar. It was loaded, it would have exploded. We three kings have permanent jobs. This one is dedicated to the Denver Nuggets. Should new acquaintance win us crowns atop the NBA. B-ball can reign in old cow towns. With heart and MPJ For Nuggets fans who like to bet And Rocky's so sincere We'll take a title hooping Yet this may just be our year With Jamal on fire every night Nicola way down low The Joker then will move outside Swiss shots from Kosovo With Barton back and Gary's D And Polly full of strength Monte can play so can Chuck Green Bull, bull, supplies more length. Now Zeke, Nachi can play keyboard. Coach Mike Malone can guide. He'll get our best team on the floor as Dozier hits his stride. For SLDT and Alex too, by back lever and mo let's make denver the top town for hoop and toast with compasso
One thing, however, is a mist. Comcast won't let us watch. Cronky has to get this fixed or cover up his crutch. Nug fans are mad and getting loud. How can these games be seen? Gathering in bars is not allowed. We can't go to old Pepsi. We'll find a way to watch the games. Let's stream them if we must. This is the year we've got the names. It's title time or bust. This one is dedicated to Donald Trump. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere Trump goes, take a look at his text and tweet. More money would sure be sweet. With fake claims that cause real courts to all say no. It's beginning to look a lot like madness. Delusion on display. And for too many weeks from now, Trump can make us go kerpow. If only for a way to make his day. It's beginning to look a lot like gripness. Please send your money in. Kindly don't read that fine print showing Donald making a mint, telling Trumpsters they're not giving his a sin. More for our outgoing president. Jared Kushner, Donald Jr., Eric Tip, and Ivanka, Ad and Lara, and we've got a mob scene. People panic with propaganda. This is Donald's big dream. But on every street corner you hear Trump is hell. Dumb as hell, it's swindling time in the city. Quid pro quo, or Trump says no, won't concede without immunity. Mail-in ballots, phony voting, dead people choosing Joe. In the air there's a feeling of stealing. AG's filing, Ken Buck smiling, the dumbest lawsuit yet devised. And on every talk channel you hear, Joe will go any day. It's swindling time in the city. Ring-a-ling, hear my Cohen sing. Soon it will be Judgment Day. This one's dedicated to Irving Berlin and Bing Crosby. Trump's dreaming of a great gripness, just like the ones he used to know, where the condos glisten and Russians listen. Four ways to launder all their dough. 
Trump screaming of a great gripness, just like the ones he used to pull with plain steaks and vodka and press like Pravda. Hey, colleges making students dull. Trump's dreaming of a great gripness, just like golf courses that he owns, with one prize for members, one more for lenders, far less to taxmen that he owes. Trump's dreaming of a great gripness with every pardon that he writes. May his crimes be proven and bright and his clothing match his skin just right. To all my Jewish friends, we have a little vaccine. We made it at warp speed. And when it's shipped and ready, it's just the dose we need. Oh, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. We want it quick and now. And if Ken Buck won't take it, that's more for us anyhow. This one dedicated to our incoming president, Joe Biden, sir. Jolly old Joe Biden, sir, lean your ear this way. Don't you tell a single soul what I'm going to say. Christmas Eve is coming soon. Now, you dear old man, whisper that you'll calm things down. Tell us, yes, we can. Janet, Pete, and Kamala help you and Dr. Jill. Repel our many enemies, restore our country's will To live together peacefully as we've done before Save us from internal strife and keep us out of war Pandemic days must surely pass when next we all see spring Please tell us Joe will be just fine Unity is what you'll bring. Please give us hope for better days and be the best of men. Let America shine bright once more and return to what we've been. America must never fade. We have to pass this test. May Joe and his subordinates restore us as the best. Thank you for listening and enduring that. That is my holiday songbook for pandemic times as published in the Colorado Sun. Stay tuned for some bonus songs that were not published, and you may see why. Gosh, it's hot in here. Did that toaster catch on fire? It wasn't that. You choked on that bite of burnt bagel. Why is everything all red? The heat is unbearable. Where am I? Excuse me, your dishonor. May I step in on behalf of my client? Mr. Silverman, proceed. Tell me one redeeming good thing your client did. He was a faithful listener to my radio show. Not good enough. He had decency and compassion for his family. He did end-of-life planning with Michael Bailey. The Michael Bailey? That is kind to your loved ones. That is smart and 
way too decent for this place. Your client can go. And what about me, your despicableness? Why should I? Michael Bailey is my lawyer, too. Go on, then. Get out of here. <laughs> now, part of that was serious, and part of that was fictional. But you will die someday, and if you don't make a legal plan, the government will make one for you. Call my lawyer, Michael Bailey. His rates are reasonable, and he can meet with you and your spouse wherever you want and on weekends and evenings. 720-394-6887 or online at mblawllc.com. Sandler Training is one of the leading sales training and leadership development companies in all the world. If you're interested in increasing your win rates and revenue margins, increasing the number of salespeople exceeding quota, addressing sales manager professional development, reducing your turnover of sales personnel, it's all waiting for you at Sandler Training. Call my pal Dan Levitt at 303-829-2107 and tell him Craig sent you. Hey, Danny, what happens if somebody calls and says, hey, Craig sent me? Well, Craig, for the first few minutes, we'll probably tell some jokes about you. What? Yeah. And then I'll dig into, you know, what, what's going on in their world and whether or not I'm a fit for what, you know, might, might be able to help them or not. He's an easy guy to talk to. I've been talking to him for so many decades. Call my old friend, Dan Levitt, 303-829-2107. 303-829-2107. Tell him Craig sent you. Hey there, I'm not going to take a lot of your time. I've been a lawyer almost 40 years. My brother was a lawyer, my father a Denver lawyer, my grandfather a Denver lawyer. If you have a legal problem, call me, 303-861-2800, 303-861-2800. If I'm not the right lawyer for you, I bet I know somebody who is. 303-861-2800, thank you. Now back to the Fred Silverman Show. What a world, a world full of music, and that includes musicians like the troubadour of the Craig Silverman Show, David Gunders. David, welcome to your show. Hello, Craig. How are you? Wonderful. How do you like being a troubadour? Well, I I like being called a troubadour. I I feel like I, I probably am a troubadour. Tell us about that. How long have you been involved with making music? I, I've been, I've always loved music and I didn't really start making it, playing guitar a lot until college, I guess I, I started playing and grew up in the time of, of some wonderful music being created, you know, the Beatles and the Stones, and Beach Boys, all Motown and all of that music, that Grateful Dead. I loved it all. And, and I started playing a lot and have always, since then I've, I've, I've continued on. It's, it's my great passion. You are one hell of a songwriter. How many songs have you written in your life, Dave Gunders? Well, I don't know, Craig. I, and most of them probably aren't worthy of repetition, but I guess I've probably written about 50 that I, that I might actually you know, bring out and, and play for someone else. How many albums have you put out? I put out about six or seven. That's amazing. I love your music today. It being the 4th of July, we are featuring your song, 4th of July. I love it. Tell us about that song. Thanks, Craig. Well, that song, I I had an idea, melodic and also a a lyrical idea about 
all my life, there's never been a question. Can't stand around looking for the answers. Freedom song, that's the one I turn to. And it, it, was, it, was, about, it was just about someone who, who was gripped with the idea of finding a future in, in music, finding a future in this great land that we live in. And it, it became, a, a, I guess, a, a statement about a person's quest for freedom. And also, and it, 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 it evolved into the, the idea that, it, it, you know, here in America, that, that's where the, that dream can be best realized. Let's listen to that song right now. Just don't pay Take the grind another day Cause you're too beautiful And a new life's calling Heading north Highway one To our left Setting sun Pacific shining far below Out in front It's just the open road Not thinking at all Where we're going Never been a question Can't stand in line Searching for the answer Freedom song That's the one I turn to It's the right place Right time It's the 4th of July Some folks don't mind staying still Measure days and time to kill But it's a crime, baby, wouldn't you say Tomorrow feels just like today And that ain't no place we're going All my life never been a question Can't stand in line searching for the answer Freedom song, that's the one I turn to When I'm restless, give me wings to fly On this 4th of July Calling Independence Day It's the 4th of July Nothing on the slip away On the 4th of July Nothing on the slip away 4th of July
back to Dave Gunders, troubadour of the Craig Silverman Show. I am so proud you took on that honor. Your amazing song, Fourth of July. We just listened to it. I like that whole album, and I like its title, Chop Wood, Carry Water. Tell us about that title. That title, as as I remember, is a uh, it's a it's a Buddhist mantra in a way, or a, at least a, a Buddhist concept. And I think it's Zen Buddhism, and it it refers to the idea of keeping your life simple and not being you know beset with too many thoughts, which with, with too busy you know a, a thought process that you can't actually just calm yourself and do the task at hand without distraction. So chop wood, carry water. Those, those are two, you know, simple tasks that people do in order to survive. And I think the idea is when you're chopping wood, chop wood. When you're carrying water, carry water and, and don't worry about other things. Well, I know you. I know you're not Buddhist. I know you've got spilkas as expressed in the 4th of July song that you're not going to stand in any lines and I love your grab your life attitude. You don't like to sit around doing nothing during the day. You like to stay busy. Am I right? That is very true. I know that about you, Dave Cundridge. And normally on the 4th of July, you are playing gigs. Tell everybody about playing Folsom Field on the 4th of July. What is that like? Is that the biggest stage you've ever been on? Well, that was a lot of fun. I my my. One of the bands I play with, the Mighty Twisters, and that includes a bunch of friends that go go way back. You know, some of my friends I've been playing with for 30, 40 years. But we got a gig playing Folsom Field prior to the 4th of July fireworks celebration every 4th of July. And so that's always fun. Basically, we would do a combination of, of, of uh, original songs, and then we would do songs like Yankee Doodle Dandy and Oh, some other, oh, This Land is Your Land, and, you know, some of the great classic American songs that people like to hear during the fourth. So we would, and there on the Jumbotron, there would be the, the, the lyrics with the bouncing ball, so people would sing along, and we were basically just the entertainment prior to the, the real purpose of the evening, which is the fireworks. But still, that's amazing. Tens of thousands of people there, they choose you because of your talent. And you are well-known in Boulder. How long have you been working up in Boulder playing gigs? And tell us the names of some of the bands that you've been involved with. Well, I, a good lifelong buddy, my friend T. Valadares, he and I met at Folsom, and I, again, Folsom, Folsom on campus at one of the dorms. We met like the first day of college. Anyway, he played guitar. I was just starting to play guitar and uh, mostly playing harmonica at that point, but he and I went on to become good buddies. We're still great buddies, and we formed a few different bands. But the most popular band that we that we put together was called the Scotter Brains with a K. And this was in the early '80s. It was a time when Jamaican music was merging, morphing with some of the English punk bands. And so you had bands like Madness and the Specials, the English Beat they, that were coming out of London in that area, and also bands like the Clash. That came a little later, but we really we fell in love with that kind of music. Started playing it ourselves. Started writing in that in that genre, and also we were doing at that point in the early '80s. There was you know the Talking Heads, there was Elvis Costello, the Cars, 
and we kind of mixed that music all together. We were we played around Boulder and and were well received on the University of Colorado campus and the Boulder Theater and the Blue Note, some of the earlier places that are uh, no longer around. Well, how cool is that? And your harmonica playing, we hear that at the end of Fourth of July. Who is that angel that is singing background in harmony with you? That angel is my daughter, Rachel Gunders. I invite Rachel and Sarah, her older sister, to sing. And we've been singing since they were very young. So I have some cherished recordings of my my young children uh, singing along with me. Sometimes, Craig, I'd love to play some of those early songs for you. Well, we will. You are the troubadour of the show, and you have a song for every occasion. Although I'm sad to learn that you only think 50 of your songs are great, because we might run out of songs. We'll have to recirculate them as the show goes on. But you've played not just in Boulder, Dave Gunders. I'm wondering, since my last radio show was famously interrupted, did you hear about that? I did indeed. You and I are friends, and we walk around, we talk, we've survived COVID together. But you tell me, did I have any plan to get kicked off my show like that? Craig, I I thought it was really unconscionable the way that all came down. And uh, I miss hearing you on on the radio, but I think that what your your new endeavor is going to meet with great success. And I look forward to being tuned in to your very first show. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever been kicked off short of finishing your performance? Has your mic ever been cut? Has your show ever been stopped? And if so, tell us about it. You are alluding to a story that I told you that happened to my band, the Scatterbrains, when we were in Boston. And uh, yes, we uh, we were playing on a stage outside in one of the nearby towns outside of Boston. It may have been Quincy. And there was some some redneck white supremacist type of guys who was hurling a bunch of epithets, not just our way, but in various ways. And he, he ended up enraging me, at which point I jumped off the stage and tackled him and my band my band followed me into the crowd and his buddies were there it became i kind of uh started a, a, a little riot in that bar why didn't you just put up with what the guy was saying was he taunting you based on your background yes he was yes, that ain't he right was. so what happened after the brawl <laughs> well I remember my ex-wife, April, she was my wife at the time, uh, pulling on, on one of the guy's ears. <laughs> I think she almost pulled his ear off. And uh, then the cops came in and they separated everybody. And, and it, it pretty much ended the relationship with the bar management. Craig, they don't, like having, they don't like having fights breaking up their establishment. I've noticed stuff like that. While you are full of great stories, I am so honored you are going to be troubadour of the show And the 4th of July is an amazing song. And just so I can get it on the records, you've given me permission to play that song and all your work as part of Mickey Hank Noodle Productions. And I want to get that on the record because I'm a lawyer. I don't know if you knew that. I know that. (laughs) Who doesn't know Craig Silverman in the Denver area? I know that very well. David Gunders, you are the best. Your beautiful wife, Lisa, Rachel, Sarah, and your amazing stories, your incredible music. Thank you for for being part of this debut podcast. 
I can't thank you enough. And I'll see you when we walk the dogs this weekend. Thank you, Craig. And thanks for your uh, your love of, and support of music. I really appreciate that. And I wish you the best on your show. I can't wait to, to be tuning in on Saturday mornings. Thank you, David. I'm in my office. Where are you? I'm home. I'm ready to take a walk. I can't do it right now, but I can talk to you for a minute about very important thing that we need to get square. I listened to your song about forgiveness, and I'm thinking about our Patrick Mahomes incident, especially since he just signed this big contract. When you ruined the AFC championship game (laughs) that I had recorded, it's not funny, by saying Mahomes. Yeah. Do you apologize so I can forgive you as the troubadour of my show? That's right. I think I would have thought that would have been long in the past. It was the last meaningful football. We may have to live on that for quite a while with this I COVID hope, mess. And I then for not. you to say you laughed as troubadours well, do. And then for you to say Kelsey, so I would know that they both played sensational, a game that I was going to savor as I watched. Anyway, if you say sorry, then I can forgive you. Well, I thought I probably already apologized, didn't I? I said there was no. no... You were sanctimonious, like I was overreacting. Well, Because I... I did get mad. Just like when my dog blew out her ACL, yeah. I knew it was serious right away. And what did you do? I checked her leg to see if it was broken. No, first you said she'll be fine. It's nothing. All right. Correct? So maybe maybe that maybe I was wrong with that one. As Lisa would say, you're no doctor. <laughs> anyway, your song, A Place in the Sun. I love it. Tell me about it. Well, that one is uh, you know, that one I just gave it to you because it's the closest thing I have to to hot weather, a place in the sun, but that's pretty self explanatory. Craig, it talks about our generation. If I can put, include you in that, maybe you're a little on the on the on the cusp. But you know, the hippie generation and everything that we tried to do to improve the world, and how now this, that's a very point. That's a very timely song and a recent one, Craig. Where it was inspired by the some of the early. Actually, it was inspired by the Florida. What was the name of that high school where the shooting was? Rose. With Dale or whatever uh, that Parkland, was. And Parkland. Parkland, yeah. thank you. That was inspired by the by the kids at Parkland and how they stood up and started, you know, getting getting some traction there on, you know, talk show hosts and those and that sort of thing, trying to get, you know, some real change here with gun control. So it was about that. Although when I listened to it again today, I thought, wow, it could it could relate well to this, you know, the continuing movement of, you know, of race and, and that kind of thing. Now in our time, my generation learned to cross those lines. It wasn't well received by the power elite. They lost their patience with the hair and the guitars and the flowers and the bees. But we were living rock and roll, some kind of renaissance, losing control was when we liked it best. We found our own voice, believe we made a difference. And some was raising families, and others raising fists. We were making our own way through it, finding our 
the theme of this week is going to be summer heat. Are there other artists whose songs leap to mind when you think about, you know, what is that? Hot time, summer in the city. That's the one that just leapt to mind. That's the best. That's the right. best. That's the best. Hot town, summer in the city. Back of my neck getting sweaty and gritty. Dirty and gritty. Yeah. Cool town in the city. Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. So I don't know that one. Uh, oh, there's a, a reggae song, and I don't know how much you like reggae, but there's a song called, I think it's by, who is it? Is it, is it by, uh, anyway, it's a Jamaican well, band, and it's called it. 90, 96 Degrees in the Shade. Play that one, Craig. I mean, YouTube it and see if you like that one. It's Black how and about, 96 Degrees in the Shade. How about Mr. George Harrison? Didn't he sing, Here Comes the Sun? Or was it a different Beatle? No, that's that's Harrison, man. And uh, why don't you rank that one way up there? Good day, sunshine, because here comes the sun isn't about hot weather. You said a song about hot weather. What is more hot than the sun? Well, but he was not talking about hot weather. He's talking about a re, uh, you know, coming coming back into into a better time from I know from a, you did from a difficult your... time. Yeah. No, that's not hot weather. I mean, it depends how much you want to stretch your your you know your your. I know. Your, uh, I want to know. stretch a little bit. I want to ask you, what is the most hot you've ever been? Where's the? It was the hottest place, or you got overheated? What was it? Where was it? You know, that was two years ago, and I had a freaking heat stroke. Where? I had a little bit of heat stroke. I was walking. We were renovating a warehouse for Academy Roofing, and I was going through it, and it was a freaking hot day, and I was on the outside walking around. I wasn't drinking enough. I came home, and I thought I was having a freaking heart attack. Lisa made me go into the hospital. So it's true. You are much older than me. You've got to be more careful than that, Dave Gunders. You are the troubadour of my show now. Well, I'll keep that in mind. That's why I'm going for a walk. I'll tell you what, why don't you get back from work? I'll be coming home. I maybe, will. Maybe I will, we can rendezvous. I'm going, to, I'm going to interview Mike Nelson, who's got a lot to oh, say about cool. climate change, and he's good. But before well, we go, I know you like the sun, but you love the moon. Why do you have that passion for the moon? You know very well, Craig. The moon is a woman. I know you were talking about the moon, pregnant woman moon. moon. I never be, heard that before. The moon Isn't that be kind a, of perverted? Well, yeah, but you, you know me. The moon can be your lover. It can be your mother, like you've said. No, it's, it's, it's no, a wonderful. The moon is my father. My mother is Venus. Okay. Now I'm glad we straightened that right, out. So, all right. Well, it see, it appears your father was in touch with his feminine side. No, my God. They don't talk about a woman on the moon. They talk about a man on the moon. A man visited the woman. Doesn't that make sense? Doesn't that make sense? I am going to come right home. We're going to take a walk. So I'm going down. What you need to do is tell me when you're you're like a half an hour from from walking out the door, because I'm going to be down in coyote country here. Okay. Okay? All right. Be careful of the coyotes. Okay. Let me talk to you about Billy B. Billy B robbed a bank. Did he really rob it or did the fair complected girl really do the dirty deed? I don't know. Craig, I just wrote the song. I know, but it's like an abstract painting. I like to follow crime dramas and I can't figure this thing out. Good. Good. 
all the more interesting. But you have a DA. It's all right there for you. I even sent you the lyrics. I know, but you have a DA character, and what was the impact of that? He had a skinny tie. Did you have respect for him or not? Not so much. Why? Was it was Billy B guilty? Didn't he confess that he was there at the bank? The DA just he just wanted he just wanted a, a prosecution. You know, he wasn't thinking about Billy B and what might have motivated him, and he knew nothing about the heart connection between Billy B and the young woman in in the gallery. But what relevance was that? What about the poor people who work hard and put their money in the bank? Somebody, it's not their money. You can't be robbing banks, or do you condone that sort of thing? Member FDIC, Craig. <laughs> Member FDIC. And who, who pays for the FDIC? The taxpayer, but the dilution factor is enormous. Once you get to an insurance company, I'm with you, but I don't think you should be robbing banks. I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not proposing that you should. I'm not saying that what, whoever did that was, 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 it was just a, it was kind of just a setting for a love affair gone wrong. Horribly awry. Sort of like Bonnie and Clyde, if Bonnie didn't get cut. Yeah, maybe a little like that. Now you had a couple of interesting choices of words. I always like a song with silver in it. Why did you choose silver instead of gold? Did you need two syllables in that lyric? Maybe. Yeah. I thought so. We always come in second to gold, but I've learned to live with that. And then you had a clever line about never or always or forever oh, is or as long as you lose your heart to a fair skinned girl who feels but don't confess. I know, but what did you say about the message to take forever and that's a long, long time? Well, I could go on forever, but forever is too long a time. And I did not. Right. To say that song, again, I could go on forever, but forever is too long a time or something like that. And I did not sing this song today just to make Billy B smile. No, there's a lesson to this story, which now I put to rest. Never lose your heart to a fair-skinned girl who feels but don't confess. A girl who only goes so far, Craig, will only go so far. She's crying for him, but she doesn't take the rap. And this was born of your own coffee shop experiences? Have you talked to your wife about this? No, I, I don't talk to my wife about my songs. <laughs> who is Billy B? He's my drummer. And what did he do? Well, he's just kind of a character I felt like uh, writing about. Originally, it was about me, and it was Davy G. But it doesn't really have the ring, does it, Craig? And so somehow Davy G became Billy B. That song was inspired by um, the, the, young, the young woman at the coffee shop I go to every day. I went in one morning. I said, what's up? She said, nothing but the sky. And I walked out of there going, that's 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 pretty cool answer. Uh, it gave rise to the song. And was she a fair-haired girl? Or she was fair, fair, fair yeah. skin. She's fair skin. Yep. Yep. That was a that was a song that just kind of came to me here in this last year, and um, I was having fun writing in a Dylan style, and it was almost a Dylan parody when I when I got into it. Although I think it started taking a life of its own.
How long have you been a Bob Dylan fan? Oh. Since everybody must get stoned. <laughs> what year was that? Because you're a lot older than no. me. I don't know. That must have been... Dang, that, that goes back. I mean, it must have been 67, maybe. I was about 15, 14. I thought that was the coolest song. I still do. Peggy Noonan just wrote a great column about Dylan in the Wall Street Journal. He's really lasted, stood the test of time. Did you expect that from way back when? Well, I never, I never thought about it much. I got to tell you that uh, I've, I've seen Bob uh, live, and I ne don't necessarily recommend it to his adoring public. Tell us about that. Why? Dylan is a disappointment live. In fact, he's he's kind of infuriating. I get the sense that he's there. I don't know. Maybe he just want, doesn't want to be home with the wife. But he doesn't seem to really be uh, putting his heart into it. This is only my. This is this is just my sense, my perception. I can't say it's true. But he doesn't sing the songs anymore. He doesn't seem to to really try. And and most and really the most the, the most angering part of it is that he seems to just uh, not really care about his audience. Well, he won a Nobel Prize, and yet, with all his accomplishments, would you lay the title Troubadour on Bob Dylan? He's a crusty old troubadour, is what he is. He is a troubadour. So are you, Dave Gunders. Yeah, but I still have a sense of, 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 of youth and wonder. You do? You think Dylan has lost that? Dylan was always a lot more serious than, than I. I mean, I can't compare to myself to Dylan. Dylan is he's great. I love the man. He's a genius. I love his music. I won't ever see him live again. He's too disappointing. Is he in your top five all-time musicians, though? Huh? Probably. Who else is in that pantheon? Look, it's my daughter. Is she in it? There she is. She's she saying, she sweet, did she top. like... Did, Rachel, did you like your star turn on my podcast? Did you listen? Oh, gosh, I didn't even listen. Oh, you're my goodness. Know it. oh, it's so exciting that you're using On 4th of July. I love that. It's like my five seconds of fame. <laughs> and you're wearing the Bailey Island shirt that I got along with you, yeah, the same yeah, color. Right. This guy's very observant. Yeah. Yes. I he sure it. is. He <laughs> sure are. That was a fun time. I was like, what is Riley? I saw Riley first. I was like, did Riley like, come here alone? <laughs> Ray, I'll be back a little bit. Okay, I love you. I love you. See you, Rachel. The other five, the, my top musicians? Yes, oh, your top five. That's a fun question. Bob Marley. John Lennon. And I'd have to say Paul McCartney. I'm an old timer. What can I say? And you already have Dylan, so you have room for one more, and you're leaving out the guy you raved about, who you had such an epic experience with your daughter. And we have to tell that story at some point. But I'm going to save you from beating yourself up and put Mick Jagger in okay. there. Okay, Mick should be there. I, I'm right. happy with that list. Tell the Jagger story. Denver, Colorado. What happened? Um, that's a touching story. Well, the, the 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 sad part of that story is I got I got hoodwinked by uh, a fellow who sold me counterfeit tickets to the Rolling Stones, and uh, I got it on Craigslist, 
Um, the guy seemed legit. He was with his wife. They were there. It was the day of the concert. Come meet me at the West End. We're here. My wife got better tickets, blah, blah, blah. I bought two tickets. They were good tickets. $500 for both. A very oh. good price. A very good price. $1,000 total. No, no, no. Five hundred for both. Two fifty. Five hundred for both. Okay. Yes, two fifty each. All right. Well, Which was a, not so for bad. good for good seats. They were. It was a good deal, right? But it wasn't. Yeah, a, it, wasn't, it wasn't quite except. unbelievable. It was just a good deal. I checked them out. My friend Craig Silverman just recently having taken my daughter and I to see Billy Joel. Yeah. I, I had in my pocket the stub of the Ticketmaster ticket. Let's go this way. The Ticketmaster ticket. I brought it with me thinking, you know, I'm not one to be taken easily. I said, I'm going to compare his tickets to my stub. The, the feel, the gloss, the look, the thickness, both sides. It was a Ticketmaster ticket. I bought him. We went that night. By the way, Nathaniel uh, Ratliff was playing. I really wanted to see him. He was opening for the Stones. We missed him because when we went through the line, eh, the machine rejected us. I was like, what do you mean it's rejected us? He goes, you're going to have to go see customer service. I go in line with about 800 other people in customer service who had also been ripped off, not so much by physical tickets, but by e-tickets. This is in Denver Mile High Stadium. Last year. Last year, Denver Mile High Stadium. Yes, 2000. So anyway, we Back when things were sort of normal. We stood in line for an hour. I get there and the guy, he goes, they look good. They went and then he scanned and he goes, someone's in those seats and your seat and your tickets are counterfeit. At which point he took, he absconded my tickets. He took them. He wouldn't give them back. And so my my daughter and I we walk away and I'm and I'm sitting there um, on a little on a little wall there right in mile high and I'm crestfallen. I say Rachel let's uh let's get wandering home and she said dad they still have some limited um, what do they call limited obstructed, view. obstructed view tickets. They were like 179 a piece. And I was like, you know, Ray, I'm just soured by the whole thing. I just don't really feel like I want to go. She goes, well, why don't we just kind of hang out and think about it? And then she said, Dad, I've been working all summer long. I saved $4,000. I would like nothing better than to take you to see the Rolling Stones. Will you let me take you? And I looked at her and I thought to myself, my child has just grown up. And she's also got a hell of a good character. And I said, yes. You take me to these Rolling Stones. And she got in line while I hung back, got those tickets. Inside we went. And then I told her, I was like, Ray, your father cannot sit in an obstructed, in an obstructed view ticket, however, it's seat rather. However, I know that if we look around, we can find some better seats because look, it's just, a, it's just a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a matter of numbers, right? And sure enough, we found two seats, excellent seats. We got to see the Rolling Stones. We walked in as they opened with the number with, give me shelter. And by the way, just speaking of Jagger, that guy is terrific in his 70s. I've never heard him, I've never heard him sound better. Even my puppies like him. What a story, Dave Gunders. What a daughter, Rachel Gunders. Thank you. Now Billy B stepped into his coffee shop every morning every day love to see familiar faces smile at him that way 
What's up? He asked the fair-skinned girl Who looked at him kind of strange Nothing but the sky, she said And handed him his change Her palms were filled with silver coins Which she poured into a sack Quickly passed it on to Bill Whose jaw had fallen slack Cause just then the man in blue flew in And proclaimed for all to hear Somebody robbed the bank next door And I suspect he may be here Now Billy just stood with that sack of silver Feeling heavy in his hand Wishing he was somewhere else Where the shit don't hit the fan The cop gazed right through Billy His eyes in a far off place Thinking about tomorrow's paper And a photo of his own face You better come with me, he said As the handcuffs he procured Billy, he looked at the girl She did not say a word Locked him up for 40 days As they are wont to do There came the day Called for him So that the judge might rule From somewhere on high A light did shine On his chains and orange suit The truth and nothing but the truth To these words he said I do I may not be so innocent For many things have I done wrong But as to this here bank affair Well, I was not there for long Just long enough, the DA declared In his black suit and skinny tie To make off with that bag of silver And run next door to hide And as they shuffled him away For to serve his time His eyes beheld a vision Made his heart beat double time Rolling from her eye I could go on forever But forever is quite a while And I did not sing this song today Just to see Billy B. smile No, there's a message to this story Which now I put to rest Never lose your heart to a fair-skinned girl Who feels but don't confess
And what about the fair skinned girl? Did you tell her you wrote a song? And I did. I did, and I gave her a CD, and she told me, I don't have anything to play it on. Can you stream it? And at the time, I couldn't, and so I realized I was a really old guy who had just created something obsolete. <laughs> but now we have it on SoundCloud, yes, and it's available on my and she's podcast down, website. And she's down the road somewhere. She's so, but she did, she did finally, finally, like a year after I, no, it hasn't been a year. A year, uh, whatever. Some months after I'd given her the CD, she told me she listened to it and she was delighted. Oh, and you know what she told me? She goes, you really know me well because I wouldn't confess either. And did you have a bank in mind? One in Denver? I don't know. The one closest to the, to the uh, Starbucks on Happy Canyon in Hampton, I suppose. UMB, look out. It's right up the road. It's there all are fiction. other banks up there. David Gunders, you are a character. You are a troubadour. Any parting thoughts for this week about Billy B? Just that you're the first one to even ask me to anything about it and show your appreciation. And for that, I am grateful, Craig Silverman. Thank you. And what about Billy B, the drummer you wrote it for? Ah, oh, he's tickled. He's tickled because now he's living in infamy. And the fair-skinned girl. Great story. Dave Gunders, he is... My troubadour. Doggone you, Dave Gunders, my troubadour. This week's song, I Can't Get It Out of My Head. Deep Down. What a great song. Did you come up with that title first or the music? How do you remember it, Deep Down? Craig, Deep Down came to me as the phrase Deep Down. And then I thought, well, if I'm singing about something deep down, what is it? Well, Deep Down... A lot of times people say deep down, I, I, uh, they're revealing something that they don't necessarily want to admit. Deep down, I'm glad I did it. And so that's how that song came about. That's what I can't get out of my head. Deep down, I'm glad I did it. See, now you got me singing. Nobody wants to hear that. Well, you can but put, on, it, put, put on some Beatles or something, Craig. They'll, it, they'll, you'll enjoy that. And it'll drive, do. deep down, it'll drive deep down right out of your head. Put on, put on, you know, Eleanor Rigby. That'll do it. Do you have musical tricks like that? Have you really done that? Used music to get one song out of your head? Oh well, that's easy to do. Yeah, try it sometimes. But yeah, sometimes. But now I have now I have Eleanor Rigby bouncing around my <laughs> brain when I'm trying to talk to you. Well, at, at least it, 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 you can't go wrong with the Beatles. Go ahead with Eleanor Rigby. But anyway, deep down was a fun song, and I. I uh, and it basically is, you know, it takes on the idea that, you know, so sometimes life is more fun when you break the rules or bend the rules. Speaking of which, we go on walks with considerable frequency. We like to explore our neighborhood and we feel entitled to really go just about anywhere. We don't want to intrude on privacy, but how do you feel when you see a fence? <laughs> well... Two, I, I feel two things. One is, is there a way under? And then the other is, is there a way over? I guess three things. There could be a way around. But my point being, and you're with me, Craig Silverman, let's go ahead and get into whatever that fence is trying to enclose and, and make our mark. Not to do anything wrong there. I pick up after my puppy. Do you remember when we broke in? 
to clean up a mess my dog had made days before? Well, I, I, I prefer to think of it as just in, inviting ourselves into a party that own, our own private party. But you, and did, you, talk- you cleaned up. You cleaned up your dog, your dog's mess, and I, and I commend you for that. Do you remember which dog? Which dog? Well, that would have been um, that would have been Skyler. No, Ico was ahead. recovering from a bad hamstring. Ico was recovering. It was Skyler, but sometimes you call him a cruel nickname, and it bothers him and me as the owner. The tough one. The harsh name for Skyler when he runs away and he won't come back. Mothbrain. Nothing personal. Mothbrain. Well, because he has a very he has a very unique way of, of bounding around, and that is aimless. He goes around with no particular direction. He's just running free. It's not that's really all that not not that terrible thing to to uh, to pin on him, Craig. He's a, he's he's going out. He's having his his joy. That's what dogs do. Right. And when his ears are flopping, it is sort of moth-like, right? It, it is moth-like because he has no direction. He has no direction. I still, I still as his owner and friend, his best friend, I, I can't have you insult him like that. Have I, have I ever called any of your dogs by bad names, Heidi or Riley? Have I ever said a harsh word to them, called them a name? No, but you're a more refined individual. That's true. Let's get back to this song. I have a lot to learn. That's why we take walks together. Right. And you are a scofflaw. And I'm a lawyer. We're complete opposites. You just, your song is a confession, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is confession. I I was once actually, I was once told I was a scofflaw by a a judge who peered over his reading glasses and said, you're a scofflaw. At that point, I was riding my motorcycle way too fast and and, and, and getting too many tickets. And he was right, but I had to go home and actually look up the word. I had never heard of it. Well, I told lies, didn't blink an eye. Sorry, judge, I guess I should apologize. But I didn't know that old fishing hole. Sitting out private land, could you give me back my pole? And if you do, you'll never see me again. I'm dreaming of that trout frying in the pan. That's why I'm telling you, my friend. Sun. 
that first verse, Dave Gunders. Well, I've told lies. Didn't blink an eye. Sorry, Judge. I guess I should apologize. That's a beauty. Who are you thinking about? Yourself? Well, that, that imagery could have come from my, my, my very young high school days when, when my, my first girlfriend and I were caught skinny dipping in Stanford Reservoir in Connecticut and actually taken down to the police station. What are you saying about skinny dipping with a girl? Who was this? Where? When? Well, there's one of those fences that we had, we had climbed over. I think there may have been some posting, something like, you know, no swimming allowed. And so in addition to swimming, we were swimming in the, in the raw. And sure enough, the cops came. I'm sure they were thrilled to, to, to see my girlfriend, you know, come out of the water naked. But they took us down and the father's came and they bailed us out. I remember her father had been on the golf course. He wasn't happy. As is true in a lot of your songs, Dave Gunders, Troubadour for my show, there's a love story. Is this the same girl you went skinny dipping with? And I love that line. I saw you. What could I do? That's that's all from from that time. Now, now I have a beautiful wife and, and I have other songs about her. I know it. But my goodness, your past, your past, Troubadour, what a past. This was my past. This was my past. I'm curious, being a criminal defense attorney, did you really commit a hit and run with a bicycle damaging some property on the lawn? What is that lyric about, gone, gone, gone? No, no, no. That was There was no hit and run. It was just myself doing damage when I hit the tree. But but I think I was just that was kind of a creation that was I don't remember actually crashing my bike to impress her. But 
Uh, that's just to kind of, you know, provide imagery to a song. I like the idea of a kid showing off for a girl he's trying to impress to the point where he doesn't even watch where he's going and rides his bike into a tree. Knocks himself out, by the way, in the song. That's right. What a great song. What a creative mind that you have, Troubadour Dave Gunders. Can't wait for our walks this week because it could cool down a little. See you on the trail, my friend. You're the one with the creative mind, Craig, and that's why we enjoy listening to you because you you have a lot of uh, you have you have a lot of perspective on things, and you oftentimes have have a surprising take on on the events of the day. I really appreciate your your analysis of the news, of politics, and everything like that. It's always independent and fresh. Thank you, Troubadour. God bless you for saying that. Talk to you All later, righty. my take friend care. Dave Gunter, my Troubadour. Hello. Hello, this is Dave. Is this my troubadour? Happy Colorado Day. Happy Colorado Day to you, Craig. Yes, this is your troubadour. I've always been in Colorado. When did you get here and why? Wow. That could take the whole interview, but I'll I'll try to but make don't it. Don't do that. Come on, we got to get you know you have a song coming up. Craig, I came to Colorado when I was seventeen. The reason I say it could take a while is because my father trained in the tenth mountain division the famed 10th Mountain Division of Colorado. And he told me as I was growing up of his Colorado experience, and it was just kind of ingrained in me that I would come out and become a man here in Colorado. That is a beautiful story. So how many songs have you written to honor your adopted state of Colorado? I think I'm about to write one. What's up with that? Isn't Colorado part of your musical repertoire? Well, no, and thank you for bringing that to my attention, Craig, because I know it's true. I have not written a, a, a song about Colorado, but it, it's something I've thought about. You know, I, I wonder why I haven't written it. It's, I, I was thinking about it. Maybe it's because I'm so immersed in Colorado. It's kind of like you write a song about, about you know, the air you breathe or the, or the you know, the, the water that you swim in, or it's just part of my life. And so maybe... Being so immersed in it, I was wow. never in, in a position to look at it. You are getting mystical, Troubadour. You are getting mystical on me. But give your bona fides. You have climbed how many 14ers here in Colorado? I'm guessing 16. Okay, I'm guessing so you do not have a Colorado song, so I have to come up with something. And Colorado is part of planet Earth. Have you written a song about the earth by chance? I have written a song about the earth, and it's called Earth. Tell us about it right before we hear it. Well, Earth is a, is a song about how people have become disconnected from, from our roots, our nature, and, and how we suffer from it as well as our, our mother nature, that it's something to, to think about every day and to to be more more connected to to our our roots our our natural the fountain of our of our being of our being yes yes let me finish that sentence for you and by the way acknowledge that during our many travels walks through nature i'm the guy pointing out the river the tree the bird i'm the guy pointing it out to you dave see the forest for the trees Craig, and, I, and that I will just briefly mention the, uh, the story of our first really 
connection, which was shortly after we had my family and, and I moved in uh, near near your, you know, as neighbors, you came over uh, not to really do anything other than to drag me out of my house so that I could look at the at the full moon rising. And I thought that was really cool. I think we have one coming up on Colorado Day. Listen to this beautiful song, Earth, by our troubadour, Dave Gunders. Think of the earth and what it's about got to put back when you take some out but nobody's thinking the moon climbs high planets go around they travel the sky while we're sitting here housebound nobody's watching nobody's watching Wow, Dave, that was a great song. Congratulations. Tell us about the music behind it. Well, the music, I, I don't really know what there is to say. The music is just... I heard some piano. That's not normal yes. for you. Oh, okay, the actual music. Well, yeah, so yes. the piano. Yeah, my, my friend Dar- Mark DeVere. I'm fortunate enough to have good friends who help me with, my, with, with these projects, and he played, he played the piano on that song. I loved it. Will you tell them that I loved it? My audience loves it? I will certainly do it. Could you tell us this? Earth, the subject of your song, we have some issues. Are we going to be okay? I believe we're going to be okay. That's my troubadour. I like your optimism. (laughs) That's just my native optimism talking. That's that full moon rising. Anyway, 
Happy Colorado Day, Troubadour. Thanks for Earth. Thanks, Craig. I'll be looking forward to, to listening to your show this Saturday. Everybody does. Hello, Troubadour. How are you today, Craig? I'm wonderful because I just listened to your song and I think it's my new favorite. Nothing the Wind Can't Blow. Tell everybody about it. Nothing the Wind Can't Blow is a song about resiliency and hope as passed on from a mother to her daughter in song. More specifically, it's, a, it's about a woman in the middle. Generationally speaking, she's taking care of her mother in an old folks home and a young child, and she's kind of caught in the middle. She remembers her mother's song, reminding her that any, any problem was something that could be overcome and eventually would pass. So have faith. That's what the song's about. When we are hurting, when our lives are at risk right now with this pandemic, I wish my mother was alive because we all go to our mothers for comfort. You can't help but think about poor George Floyd calling out for his mother as his life got extinguished. What is it about mothers? We don't cry out for dad. We want our mothers, don't we? (laughs) Well, I was lucky to have a good nurturing mother like you were, Craig. So I have wonderful memories of her. In in, in my family's case, she was was very strong and also one who, who, who taught me about resiliency and accepting life on its own terms, not complaining. That's why I like walking with you and talking with you and being your good buddy and you being my troubadour. You are a human pick-me-up. Where did you get that attitude? And tell everybody how to survive this pandemic. Oh, well, that's a tall order. Uh, Where I got it from, my wife, Lisa, says I'm just oblivious to the the difficulties of the world, which I don't know. I don't know if it's any particular philosophy. I think I inherited a, a disposition like, you know, from my mother and my father, too, is He's always been, my father has always been someone who will find his way through a problem. And so he, you know, he taught me that there's, there's ways through, through things, even, even in times of, of difficulty, come up with a plan, a strategy for whatever problem the problem is and, and work your way through it. I think that's very helpful. Your song has such beautiful lyrics. And again, when you talk about it's all coming down to this, and nothing that the wind can't blow. I've noticed a recurrence of the word down in your songs, but your songs aren't downers at all. And who is that angel singing with you on this song in particular? My angel is is my older daughter, Sarah Rose Gunders. She sings a beautiful harmony. I call her the mountain girl on this song because she reminds me of a, a, you know, a rural, a young singer in rural who knows where. We'll say Kentucky. Out on the let's say, let's say West Virginia. Okay, we'll say West Virginia, even better. Okay. Sitting out with her family and, and you know, it's a very, she, she has a very sim- simple but beautiful voice. It's so beautiful, this song. I, I want everybody to hear it. It's an uplifting song in this pandemic era. I give you my troubadour and his beautiful song, Nothing the Wind Can't Blow.
making it better Sitting up with a baby child Please little girl tell me what's the matter I will stay a while Sit right there, I'll tell you the story Where we're from, who you are I'll come from the land of milk and honey In a deep black sky with a million stars Now she's Running late, last one in again Putting on her face, Brady Boss will understand Lady now visits her mama Raised three kids on her own she sees her slowly fading away now In this so-called home She used to have a smile For everyone around Sing to your children Always keep your head up now All our trouble coming down to this Down to this Down to this
my practice of law, Michael Bailey, decisions are often left to a personal representative. God forbid a person gets killed. That's an important decision you can make ahead of time. Who is going to be your personal representative? What is your advice in that regard? So you want to pick somebody as a personal representative who has several qualities. Number one, you want them to kind of have a good sense of financial stuff and and matters like that so they can they can deal with that. I have a friend who's really, really good and really, really smart and is scared to death to fill out a tax form because they don't quite just the finances don't make sense to them. So you don't want to pick that type of person. You want to pick somebody who can understand finances. You want to pick somebody who's trustworthy, who will carry out your decisions. And if you can do it, you want to pick somebody who's not afraid of people not liking them or getting their feelings hurt. Now, back to The Craig Silverman Show. Dave Gunders, my troubadour, you have outdone yourself again. This song is so perfect as I talked to Rick Riley about Donald Trump and him cutting down trees on golf courses. Tell everybody about your great song called Notwithstanding. Hi, Craig. I was coming back from to visit my father and my mother. They live in Connecticut in a rural environment. And I was walking from the bus, actually, that had dropped me off. I always like to do that. Um, in the evening, uh, one summer evening in August. And as I came closer to their house, it was dusk. And I looked up and normally what had been a, a beautiful canopy of these 200 plus year oaks as I walked along, along the, the, the path to my, to my parents' house, all I saw was sky. The, the canopy was gone. The trees that had graced this neighboring property were gone. And it was shocking to me it was at night, and it wasn't until the morning that I saw that this fellow who had bought the land had stripped these trees, and there must have been a good eight or ten beautiful oaks that graced this land that had been, the way they did it is they limbed them. So there was just, what it was basically they hacked off the arms of these trees, and what was still standing was the enormous trunk that just aspired into the sky, but it was a, a heart-wrenching sight. Oh, no. How many songs do you ever hear about a tree? But this is not just heartfelt. You are enraged. You are wailing. And that's what makes the song so powerful. These trees, I'm from Colorado. Is there anything comparable? 200-year-old trees. I don't think we have those in Colorado, do we? We have some, you know, cottonwoods are probably the closest that, you know, some native cottonwoods that grow along the, along the creeks and rivers, but they're not as long lived as the oaks and they're not as large. And you rail against lawyers. What is it with you and lawyers? You blame it on the lawyer who would go to court and say, notwithstanding, that's such a fraught term. It can be one word or a couple, because to go to court like you, if you were to complain, they would say, you don't have standing, Dave Gunders. You have no right to complain. Right, right. And the tree. And the, and the tree, you know, what I, what I was thinking of, and sorry if I was railing against lawyers, I, w- I would never rail against my good buddy, you. And there are many good lawyers out there. In this particular case, I was just making a point 
the the lawyer de- defending the uh, the rich fool the you rich fool right fool. he had scored big on Wall Street you know they live fairly close to New York so sometimes when you know when the financial markets are doing well people make extraordinary amounts of money and come in and drive up prices and that sort of thing but anyway I I was I was enraged in fact I, I would see him out there guiding his uh, there were nine guys out there cutting these trees and I, I I turned my back on him he saw me I turned around and walked away I couldn't I I couldn't even speak. This song is powerful, folks. Wait till you hear it. Notwithstanding by our troubadour, Dave Gunders. I came for a visit yesterday. Home to the land where I was raised And I saw something missing from the start The hole in the sky nearly stopped my heart And where was the mighty oak I'd climbed There where imagination flies Some new fool thought it in his way Of some big house he gonna build someday He brought her down
found a way to build around It took just a day to bring her down For nine men she was one day's wage Now all that remains is my silent rage Notwithstanding I'm just blown away by that song. You can hear the power of your anger, Dave Gunders. And I don't blame you. I know your heart, and you are such a good person toward all things living. I especially like that line about watching out for things defenseless, and the destruction was so senseless. Where do you come up with stuff like that? I don't know. I don't know, Craig. But I felt like... uh you know, the, the, I, 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 I was imagining that this tree had, had graced so many wonderful afternoons, picnics, you know, evening family get-togethers and that kind of thing, going way back. I mean, going back to maybe when, the, maybe when our, our country was, was first founded. And it just didn't seem right that someone could just come in there and, and just devastate the area. So, And you talk about it in the way of a working man, that working men back before there were cars had to walk or... Maybe they got around on horses, but to find shade, and I imagine this oak tree supplied tremendous shade, and it had done so for 200 years. And I just love that concept. How can the tree not have standing? How can it be cut down? Here's the thing I know about you, Dave Gunders. You told me a story that blew me away, and I want you to share it with our podcast audience. And it has to do with your line about watching out for things defenseless in our neighborhood. You saw a beautiful creature of wildlife hit on a nearby road on a Saturday morning. Tell everybody what you saw. I know it's sort of private, but it just reveals the heart of the troubadour. Tell people about what you encountered on a recent Saturday morning and how it affected you. I was going to Starbucks to pick up the morning coffee for the girls and and a fox had just gotten hit and killed on our on Happy Canyon which is our my route and I saw cars I didn't see him get hit but it was it had been it had been recent because he had not been run over yet he had been hit but there were a bunch of cars coming the other way and they were all veering around him and I saw I imagined that it was only a matter of time before he would be you know that that it would just be a another roadkill situation, you know, and I, I, he was, it was a beautiful animal. I cranked my car around and, uh, luckily I had a tarp and I put him in the back and I took him home and I buried him. I did so without telling my wife and children. <laughs> They're going to find out right now, but you told me and you worked up quite a spitz digging a hole in your backyard, but tell everybody why you did that and how it felt once you laid that poor creature to rest in your backyard. Well, you know there is something. I mean, I, I, I it, it's important to 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 recognize 
these creatures, you know, what, what the, the, the nature around us, especially living, you know, living animals. And, and just even though he was dead, I felt like this animal deserved a dignified burial and a, and a little prayer. And I'm not a religious man, really, but I, I did, I guess, in my way, say a prayer when I buried him. And I told you, and this was probably my imagination, but I felt something as if it came right up through the ground, through my feet and right out my head. It, it seemed as if his spirit had come out and, and was in some way grateful. While you were praying? After, the, after I'd buried him and just said a few words. Right. But every once in a while... It's not that often for me, or I imagine for most people, but that connection with something beyond us, isn't that what we are all searching for? We are, and it's, and it's here for us, too, if we pay attention. And I think, you know, that's, that's, well, that's a big problem of modern, you know, in the modern era that we, we have in some ways divorced ourselves in, in many respects from nature. Although, I mean, there are many people who are, who are tuned in. To the, to the beauty around us and the wonder of, of so many animals. I mean, th- thankfully, we have people doing research in the oceans and doing research on the, on the land and tr- trying to find some way that we can you know, live in harmony with, 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 or at least make room for these creatures. They're losing so much of their, of their habitat now. Right. And during this quarantine situation, especially that initial lockdown, you and I walking around our neighborhood, we saw things that we could never have imagined, like that herd of deer. And now you saw deer recently get trapped within a fence, the very fence we were talking about being able to get in. And it turned out to be great planning because how did you get that deer out of that fenced-in property? In our neighborhood, there was some open land and all of a sudden it's being plowed up and fences are going up. And Every once in a while, we've had deer around here, but you were the one who freed the deer. Tell that story. Well, I was walking, I was doing our usual route, and I saw the deer in there. There were neighbors nearby, and the fellow told me that that deer had been in there all day. It was hot. He hadn't had water. You know, somehow the deer had gotten in. And uh, so I went in, we opened the gate, and it's a construction zone. And the deer was just in, you know, he was resting in the dust, basically. I tried herding him to where I thought he could get out, but but it was it was to no avail. I, he kept going around me. I, I was with my dog too; he was helping. But then I called my daughter. We were, we you know our house is only five minutes from there. Rachel came jogging on down, and uh, we and we were able to to kind of funnel the deer into the corner where I thought it, it would be able to get out, and and she did. She she was free. And we're talking Metro Denver, folks. It's been an interesting pandemic era. But I'm blessed to have a neighbor, Dave Gunders, our troubadour. And every week he comes up with some interesting story. I think so. I know you enjoy it. I get a lot of great feedback. Thanks once again to our troubadour, Dave Gunders. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Craig. Here we are with my troubadour, Dave Gunders. What a beautiful song, Light of the Morning. And we get to introduce everybody to a new character in your life. Dare I say, one of the protagonists, Henry Gunders, your father. Tell everybody about your song, Light of the Morning, and the amazing story that is your father. Some time ago, my father told me a story, well, something that that he believes helps him through his life, and that is that his mother, who died his natural mother died when he was only one year old. He was born in Germany and 
This was 1925, and she was swept away by some fever, yellow fever or something like that. Died at 21. Well, my father has a belief, and this is interesting because he's a very Western man. My dad, he's a he's a corporate guy. and He got the hell out of Germany at what age? 15. How did he do that? In 1938, well. Jewish man named Gunders in Germany. Gunder, that's not a good time to be there. Gunderheimer. But he, he and, my, and my grandparents came. Uh, that's another story. But one day my father was, was uh, out in the yard and he was very worried about my mother who was sick at the time. He loved my mother very much. And he told me that he was in the garden and he was literally, he was, he was sweating. He was so nervous and he thought that it was a pretty grave illness that she was going through, which she recovered from. But he said he felt a presence come in, in over him and, and, and telling him that my mother was going to be okay. And he attributed that to his natural mother who had been dead for all those years that, and believes that she watches out over him. He told me that story and it kind of percolated in my head for a while and it, it came out in this song, Light of the Morning. I imagine so. And to me, this is another perfect pandemic era song, because even if you get down and again, you have that imagery about a ship going down in this song, but you say a new ship will come along and every day is a recreation and God sends an angel called Daybreak. Am I on the right track here? You are. And, uh, you know, it's in, it's in a reggae fashion, too. I think of Bob Marley, who is you know, I mean, he was very prophetic and very hopeful in his in his in his music. So I I was definitely thinking of Bob Marley. I I, I love to play reggae, and and I think that his uh, his sensibility kind of comes through in this song. It's so beautiful. We have to talk once again about your daughter. This time it's Rachel Gunders. She and you sing such incredible harmony, and then she has this solo, and it's just extraordinary. Yeah, her, her lyric is, hear me say, it's going to be all right. So basically, when Rachel takes over the song by herself, she is the angel singing. And it reminds us of your Mick Jagger story when you went to see the Rolling Stones, got tricked by counterfeit tickets, and your angel Rachel said, I'll take care of it, Dad. It's okay, and bought you tickets with the money she made. What a daughter you have. She's so skilled in so many ways, but... You should not take this for granted. Both your daughters are extraordinary performers. Yes, I don't take my daughters for granted. I love my daughters very much. They're great people, and they're still young, but I can see that they've got a lot of humanity, a lot of depth. Let's return to their grandfather, Henry Gunders. What a man he is, still going strong. Tell everybody about once your father got to America, he's a Western man. What do you mean by that? What did he do for a living, and how's he doing now? Dad's 96. We're, in fact, this morning uh, at four o'clock in the morning, as soon as I leave here, I've got to pack. We're off to uh, Maine for five days and then to see him. I've wanted to see him in these last five or six months. We've had to cancel a con these trips because of COVID, but we're, we're going now. Anyway, no, dad had a, had a wonderful career with Pricewaterhouse. He came to this country with nothing. He became a machinist. He volunteered for the army. He came to Colorado trained in the 10th Mountain Division, went back over to Europe and fought. When he came back, he put himself through school on the GI Bill, got his, his CPA, and, and, then, and then moved forward from there. What a story. And with his mother passing away at age one, and this story that sustained him now manifests in your song. 
just before we hear your incredible song, Light of the Morning, you are an early bird. You like to get up and see that daybreak. Tell me what it's like, because unless I have a golf game, I'm not getting up that early. It's like it's like a pond of water that's still. This is my brain, okay, in the morning. Before all the wind, before the wind froths it around, whips it up, it's a, it's a still and very, and very calm place. And I find that that's the best time to write music. Light of the Morning by our troubadour, David Gunders. Sent an angel She walks beside me She's here to guide me When I lose my way You may not believe it's true But I would not deceive you I hear her voice And every word she says Hear her when the wind blows, see her when the clouds blow bright. Here in the sunset, I tell you what she brings now, even as she sings now. She's beautiful, you bet. So when the darkness comes, don't give in, don't give in. There's a way to carry Sometimes when I'm walking My head's so busy talking My eyes wide open I don't see the sky When all of my worries Go round in a flurry And I get nowhere
ground. There's a path you can find here in the light of the morning. And if your ship is going down. Back, the troubadour, Dave Gunders. I love this song, Eddie Don't Quit. It's a story of perseverance. And you know, this week we have on Shane Birch, who's a fantastic golfer, and he's never quit. And he just won on the senior tour. I love this song, Eddie Don't Quit. Isn't it a story about perseverance? It's a story about perseverance. It's a story about ambition, blind ambition to the point where it's not always healthy for, for the individual, but the kind of ambition that can bring someone to the top. Right. But Eddie and his fierce determination, I love stories like this, and that's why I'm so attracted to Shane Birch. But here, Eddie not only gets the money, the fame, the fortune, he gets the women, and you invoke the classic, get a great car if you want a great woman. Is that really true? Eddie went out and got himself a Corvette. He was kind of shy with the girls. And in the song says, he, he knows they like it when a man's got money. And is that the vehicle to flaunt it, a Corvette? Was that back in the day? Or do you think that still applies? My vehicle it was a 1967 GTO, Craig. And, and it did the job. Yes. Was it a convertible? Absolutely. Let's listen to the song, Eddie Don't Quit.
head of his class. He did it with drive, blind ambition, built up an empire fast with his sweat and blood. People know his name, far from the town, beyond the county. The man stands alone with his pain. And it don't quit till he's top of the heap. If he ain't making money, he's incomplete. There's no connection to the folks he needs. Once again, amazing harmony. Who are the women singing in the background? This song, both my, my daughters sang harmonies. Sarah Rose Gunders sang the lead harmony, and Rachel backed her up in the do-do-do parts. I think that's tremendous. What spirit, what harmony. Another winner from our troubadour, Dave Gunders, Eddie Don't Quit, dedicated to Shane Birch. Way to go, Shane. Back with the Troubadour. How's it going, man? Good morning, Craig. It's good. You have written the ultimate breakup song, which I think is apropos for our guest today. They're making a clean break from Donald Trump. They need him like a hole in the head. That's what I feel about his second Trump term. So I want to break up with Donald Trump. I want this country to. Is that what you had in mind when you wrote it? No, no. It was more of a breakup song between a man and a woman who didn't understand him. And was it because of bad hair? No, it was other things. Worse than bad hair, if you can imagine. I can imagine because I've heard this song. What inspired your ire? Well, the, the song was inspired by actually by the statement, I need that like a hole in the head, which you and I have both, when I mentioned it to you, you said your mother said that had the same expression. She my, did. My mother would use that expression. Oh, I need that like a hole in the head. Right. Well, when I, I came ap- across the expression, I thought that that could be a song and a breakup song followed from that. One of my all time favorite movies, The Heartbreak Kid, the one with Charles Grodin when he falls for Sybil Shepherd and her Father-in-law's Eddie Albert, see that if you haven't already, but they're driving from their wedding down to Miami Beach and they stop in Virginia and they go to a Denny's and she orders egg salad and she gets it all over her face and he doesn't like egg salad. He thinks it's disgusting and she starts saying, we're going to be like that couple, some couple that's about celebrating their 83rd wedding anniversary and You have a line in your song that reminds me of that. Like, 
your love interest is saying we're going to be together for a hundred years. Yeah. And he says, he says, uh, that's more than enough. I assure you, my dear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, so, it's a sneering, cynical song. I'm sorry. No, that's beautiful. And then you start ripping on her, whoever she was, that her expression was sour and she didn't like your friends. That's, talk to me about that. That's right. And well, maybe we've all had a girlfriend like that, that you bring home and you realize she doesn't fit with your friends. She doesn't like your music. Your bed's too hard. Nothing's good. Nothing works for her. You need her like a hole in the head. Here's this song. Give it a listen. that you love me a hundred long years It's more than enough I assure you my dear you Tell me I need you Well that may be true Just not in the way that you think that I do You said I need you like a bird needs the sky On a wing and a prayer I thought we would fly Yeah, I need you But it's not how you said I need you Like a hole in the head Don't think me unkind For telling the truth for you This our little romance ain't all that I dreamed Sometimes you get crazy Sometimes you're just mean And I need you Like a man needs a drink I'm so drunk already He can't even think And yes I was angry But it's true what I said I need you like a hole in the head I said give me a minute you left for an hour when you returned your expression was sour Cause my friends had come over Yeah, they didn't even call A blind man can see you don't like him at all And I need you like a jewel needs a thief Your heart is a stone kept safe out of reach You don't like my music, I got too hard a bed
Okay, I love that song. The harmonica, who is playing that? It's so beautiful at the start and throughout the song. Yours truly. I love to play the harmonica. Another another instrument imparted by my father, who also plays a wicked, if I can use the Eastern expression, a wicked harmonica. I thought you were going to say mouth organ or something crude like that. I wouldn't use that that expression. No. Well, I'm glad you wouldn't. I wanted to bring up in that movie, The Heartbreak Kid, he leaves that just married wife for Sybil Shepherd down in Miami. And it's just an interesting story. I want to bring it back to Donald Trump because I just think that Donald Trump for a second term would be problematic. I hope that we can survive it. I'm not going to make you get political unless you want to, Troubadour. All I can say is that problematic is too kind a word. That's right. And it has too many syllables, too. (laughs) Thanks, Troubadour. Thank you. Welcome back. Our Troubadour, Dave Gunders, gives us a beautiful song called Give It Up. What is it about? Craig, Give It Up was written for a friend who was beset by self-doubt, kind of suffering emotionally. And it was my reminding him that he had people who loved him, cared about him, and not to shut himself away. It is something about human beings that you can get some thoughts in your head and not let them go. And it's great that somebody has a community, a group of friends who would welcome them back. Let's listen to your song called Give It Up. You call me with your troubles, man. Can I speak the truth? What happened to your spirit? What happened to your youth? You rage against your demons, they're running over you. Despite all your good intentions, seems you're on the outside looking in. The joy we see is something that you just pretend. Candles burning low, stumble through the
That was beautiful, Dave Gunders. Tell us about your decision to make that the leadoff song on an album. Do you remember the name of that album? Talking in Tongues. Give It Up is, you know, I had a few contenders. Give It Up I liked because I like the overall sound. It has a positive energy, good beat and melody. And I like the, you know, it, the content of the song is very positive. I think so. And can I just suggest the possibility it could be used? In a variety of contexts, when you are estranged from people, maybe you can get right back in if you can get some thoughts out of your head. Right, right. And, you know, that's what, that's what friends are for, to buoy you up so you have the confidence to, to, to do that, make those changes. And how is that friend doing, if you don't mind saying? Pandemic's been tough on him, but I check in. Nice. And how many friends have you written songs about? I don't know. I think, um, I think you know, like... I can think of five or six. Well, I, I can't. <laughs> Am I your friend? Darn right. Is there a possibility... Well, let me just ask you. Do you know how many songs have been written about me? How many songs, Craig? Zero. Mm, it's high time. Do I have to get depressed and you have to cheer me up, get some thoughts in my head so you write a song about... Bringing me back from the dead? No, no, you don't have to get depressed. We'll come up with something else. Okay, give it up. Dave Kunders, our troubadour. Thank you. Happy New Year, troubadour. Happy New Year to you, Craig. Rosh Hashanah. As Jews, we get the benefit of two New Years and some resolutions. Do you have any? I hadn't thought about that. I'm not prepared. That's Okay. How do you celebrate Rosh Hashanah? It's usually a day with family. We have a little, some apple and honey to remind us of the sweetness of the new year. I talk to my father. Normally, I go to temple. Right. This year is different. There are some drive-in services and whatnot, but it's a seasonal change. You can feel it in the weather. Some might call it football season. Or if you're an idiot president, you just say, hey, it's getting colder. Right, except for those forest fires, sir. Anyway, back to Rosh Hashanah. It's a happy time. It's festive. And you know whose birthday it is? Um, no. The Earth. Okay, this it's the birthday of the Earth. It's a renewal the of the began. Earth. began. It's a renewal of the Earth. Yes. And let's celebrate it. And you have the perfect song. God, I love it. Tell everybody about the song, Good to Believe. Good to Believe came to me when my younger daughter, Rachel, after hearing about a school shooting, 
said to me that she didn't, not that she didn't believe in God, but she doubted God's existence. I asked her a little more about that. I didn't argue with her. Essentially, she didn't believe that God would allow these things to happen that happen. So how did you respond, great father that you are, Dave Gunders, my troubadour? I told her it was her belief. It was not up to me to tell her what to believe. But I started thinking about it. And then you started to proselytize. Well, or no. Or proselytize. In, However you say that word. You started to do it. You were proselytizing to your daughter with this song. In my own way, I I didn't tell her what she needed to believe, but just that for me, it's good to believe in a higher being and some, something more than ourselves. Right, because you say believing in nothing, then nothing is all you are holding on to. That's right. And also my personal belief is that it feels better to be able to say to say thank you, like you and I do oftentimes, Craig, when we're going for a walk, we see something beautiful, the moon rising, a buck running across the road, whatever. And I know a lot of times you'll stop and look up at the heavens and say, thank you for that. Right. But you have beautiful lyrics. And like, I'm a believer, kind of like your daughter. And that's why I love Judaism. It's a simple concept, believing in God. Now, it's much more complicated than that. But you're a Jew, too. Isn't that what you love about Judaism? You just believe in God. I do, and everybody can believe in their own. What, what, that, what that means, I think, is unique to everyone. So Judaism leaves a lot of latitude for our beliefs. And to wrestle, as your daughter was. I was a teenager, and we lived next to the rabbi's home for BMH. And every few years, we would see a new rabbi come by. Some stayed longer than others. But there was a rabbi, Steinhorn, who was an interesting dude from South Africa. And one day when I was probably about Rachel's age, I said, I don't think I believe in God. I said it to him. And he said, I'm not sure I do either. <laughs> and I thought, whoa, and you're a rabbi. Anyway, is it a crutch, something to hold on to? Could it be validation for critics of religion? That you just need something to hold on to? Why not just walk on your own? Well, in this case, it's not the belief in God isn't fear-based. It's more gratitude-based. So to me, a life is enriched when, when one can say thank you. Right, and it humbles you. It's something bigger than you. Let's listen to your wonderful song and then come back and talk about the music and the message and to maybe dip some apple in honey. Here it is, Good to Believe by Dave Gunders. You say ain't nobody out there who even cares No kind soul to do your reckoning or answer your prayer Same. 
That's wonderful. And it starts with a hard guitar lick. What did you come up with first, the music? Or was it when your daughter asked you the question? You probably had the lyric before the music. No, I almost never have the lyric before the music. It's always a melody that comes to me. And in this case, it was the song. It was the, it was the chords of the guitar and the melody. And it was just at this time when Rachel had uttered those words that I thought, what a you know, what a nice melody to present the idea of being humble to a presence bigger than ourselves. And you use the word mystery, and we don't have all the answers. And that's what I love about, you know, being the children of Israel. And I know this, Parsha, because it was in my son's bar mitzvah when Jacob wrestles with Esau, he hurts his hip, and that spares him from Esau's wrath. And when he wrestles with God who hurt his hip, that was to wrestle with God, which is what Israel is about. We don't have all the answers. And that's what I like about Rosh Hashanah, that we all start searching again. The Book of Life is open on Rosh Hashanah and on Yom Kippur it is sealed. It's so cool to talk to you about such things and for you to always have the perfect song, Dave Gunders. Honored to be with you on this new year. Thank you, my friend. Lashana Tova. Lashana Tova. Have a sweet new year. When we talk about medical directives, what sort of qualities are we looking for there? You're looking for somebody who cares about you, somebody who wants to take care of you, but also somebody who's not afraid of making that decision because, you know, bad things might happen. You know, if, if you have a, a son or a daughter who you know, absolutely, you know, is a stereotypical mama's boy and can't imagine anything bad ever happening to his mom and then suddenly has to make a decision about what kind of surgery mom needs to have or, you know, are we going to, what treatment option are we going to have for mom and paralyzed by, oh no, I can't have anything bad happen to mom. Not the right person. So you want somebody who can look at a situation, still loves their, still loves the person, 
but is able to do do what's right and do what's necessary for your parents or for whoever you have that you're acting on behalf of. Call my lawyer, Michael Bailey. His rates are reasonable, and he can meet with you and your spouse wherever you want and on weekends and evenings. 720-394-6887 or online at mblawllc.com. Now, back to the Craig Silverman Show. Okay, now we are into the bonus songs. Some discarded for obvious reasons, but still a lot of fun. Even if they were not published in the Colorado Sun, I took them out because I have a good idea of what goes where and when. This next song dedicated to General Michael Flynn and all his fellow pardon recipients. Mike Flynn, the general, was a nasty, angry soul with Three stars and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. Mike Flynn, the general, pleaded guilty, they all say. But then Sidney Powell wouldn't throw in the towel next to Judge God in the way. There must have been corruption in that Russian trip Flynn took. But went to jail, Flynn almost went. Donald Trump threw him the hook. Mike Flynn's general is calling for martial law. He's gone cuckoo along with you-know-who. Claiming election was all flawed. Now Russians are hacking, even Pompeo says so. But still Trump lies while Putin spies hitting us with disinfo. Ho, Mike Flynn, the general, and the masters that he serves should be put out as ought all out to the fates that they deserve. Here's another one for our outgoing president, of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Oh, the president's acts are frightful, and his words are so insightful. And since we've no place to go, let him go, Pompeo, let him go. And he doesn't show signs of stopping, and in Trump's head, neurons are popping. His brain is working strange and slow. Let him go, Navarro, let him go. When we finally say goodnight, how we'll love having someone who's norm. But as he gets his proud boys to fight, let's show Trump the size of his new dorm. We need to put this crook in prison. His assorted crimes are high and low. Vladdy Putin and Kim share his vision. Navarro, Pompeo, all must go. Here's one dedicated to the animal kingdom. Donald, the orange-nosed reindeer, had a very tiny nose. And if you ever saw him, you would even say it grows. All of the other rich guys 
used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Donald join in any rich man games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Donald, with your nose so bright, tried to lead the USA. Then how the GOP followed till they wanted all to flee. Donald led them to ruin, but he'll go down in his story. And isn't everything really his story? I've got one more to the tune of Winter Wonderland. And it's got my favorite starting line, but it was not really suitable for broad publication. But I hope you will enjoy. This is actually the Christmas song dedicated to Mel Torme. Sorry to chop up your song, Mel. Trump nuts roasting on an open fire. Doug Jones nipping at his nose. American laws getting forced by a choir, cuffing Jared and Michael Pompeo. Everybody knows a traitor and his cronies too must pay for damage they have done. Melania's fair game because of the things that she knew, but mercy for their boy, little Baron. We know Joe Biden's on his way. He's loaded lots of pork and goodies on his sleigh. And every child's mom is going to spy to see if Kamala really can break a tie. So I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from 1 to 92. Although Ken Buck won't get your backs anyways, happy new prez to you. Happy new prez to you. Good luck, Joe Biden. Good luck, America. Happy 2021. Hey, thanks a lot for being with us for this Christmas special. I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, the troubadour alone will be singing the back half of his incredible body of work. May this be a time of maximum peace and reflection and good tidings to you and your family. Thank you for listening, and thank you to my sponsors. Thank you for listening. Tune in live every Saturday morning, 9 to noon, Mountain Time. Visit thecraigsilvermanshow.com for the podcast, blog, and more. Be sure to subscribe on all major podcasting platforms to be updated when new episodes are available. This has been The Craig Silverman Show.